which is there in physics and mechanics. So by looking into the requirement as well as the current status of a student, we help student in selecting what APs to look up for and what APs to go ahead with. So now to give you further better detailed segregation, and this will take a lot of time here. We will categorize each of the APs in terms of its content. To start with, the most simplest and easiest one is Physics One. It has units seven in number. To start with kinematics, which covers roughly fifteen percent of the content, dynamics, <clears throat> which is forces and Newton's laws, it covers somewhere closer to twenty percent of the content. Circular motion and gravitation, approximately five to six percent of the content. Energy, approximately twenty-five percent of the content. Next unit is momentum, which covers fifteen percent of the content. Next one is simple harmonic motion, which is somewhere around four percent of the content. And last unit is torque and rotational motion, which covers approximately fifteen percent of the content. Having you know these content listing, you you must notice here that if you are thorough in kinematics. dynamics energy and momentum almost you you are already falling into a range of getting a 5 out of 5 in this particular ap so now if you are not good in calculus or the derivation based question or a very bulky application based question but if you are good in simpler you know concept oriented straightforward questions and these topics kinematics dynamics energy and some you know momentum then taking physics one makes a lot of sense here similarly if we look into physics two as content unit again it has seven units to start with unit one which is fluids approximately 10% of the content next is thermodynamics approximately 15% of the content next one is electric field and potential that is force field and potential approximately 20% of the content Next one is electric electric circuits, somewhere around fifteen percent of the content. Magnetism and electromagnetic induction, another ten percent. Geometric and physical optics, another twelve to fourteen percent. Last one is quantum, atomic, and nuclear physics, approximately ten percent of the content. Now, if you notice on these units, it has twelfth grade worth of contents been defined. If your eleventh grade syllabus has not gone really well. and you are planning to get a heads up in your cbse and isc as a curriculum or for that say even ib and you are also targeting physics ap as a subject or an exam to give yourself an upper edge looking into these parameter going ahead with physics 2 while you are moving from 11th to 12th grade 11th to 12th grade it makes a lot of sense Next one is physics C. Focusing into physics C mechanics, and you know this particular subject is considered to be second most difficult AP exam, just after calculus BC, and it has seven units in total, covering to start with kinematics, which is somewhere closer to fifteen to twenty percent of the weightage, Newton's laws of motion somewhere twenty percent, work energy and power somewhere closer to fifteen percent. Systems of particle and linear momentum, fifteen percent again. Rotation closer to twenty percent. Oscillations or simple harmonic motion somewhere closer to fifteen percent, and gravitation is again closer to fifteen percent.
these units might look very similar to that of physics 1. But if you check on the content bulkiness, as in the difficulty of the question, the way it incorporates differential and integral calculus, you will find these questions to be not just based on physics, but utilizing a lot of concept even from mathematics. If your 10th grade has gone flawlessly good, if you are thorough with a couple of units even for 11th grade, then while you are moving from 10th to 11th, doing physics C makes sense. Having said that, you will have to gain some upper edge in terms of calculus uses. If not, while you are moving from 11th to 12th grade, even then you can prepare for physics C mechanics. Now the last one is physics C, electricity and magnetism. In terms of unit segregation, it has five units. To start with, first one, electrostatics, approximately 30% of the content. Second one, conductor, capacitor, dielectrics, approximately 15% weightage. Next one, electric circuits, approximately 20% weightage. Then we have magnetic fields, approximately 20% weightage again. And the last one, electromagnetism, somewhere closer to 20% weightage. Now, as you can see, the units are very close as to that of physics too, excluding fluids, thermodynamics, and the atomic structure. Here, the primary focus is to give a student a heads up in 12th grade content. If you are in CBSC and ISC, your every unit up till your midterm of 12th grade gets covered in physics C, electricity, and magnetism, as well as it makes you equipped to handle college level physics when it comes to dealing with electricity and magnetism as a chapter. This physics C, electricity and magnetism is in terms of difficulty a bit easier as compared to mechanics. If you feel like handling mechanics will be a lot and if you feel like handling physics 1 and physics 2 will be a lot easier for you, then selecting physics C, electricity and magnetism makes a lot of sense. Having said that, so far we have compared these courses in just terms of their content. But also, there are a wider level of requirements looking into the college course and the college list, the APs we help students first to select and then to prepare with. So over to you, Vertika, and I, I hope I have handled all the content segregation as well as difference between these APs really well. I think now it would have been a lot easier for the students to understand which AP, exactly which AP will be best for them because... You know, when we handle uh, students, a lot of them have the queries of which exact AP would be beneficial for them going forward for their colleges. So yeah, I, this may sound as a repeated question, but I would anyway ask it. How uh, will, the, uh, will taking an AP exam, uh, whichever it may be, help a student in college? Sure. You know, you must have observed in the industry, that is... Uh the number of students applying to highly competitive courses and schools have been increasing year to year. Mm -hmm. The seats are limited. And the standardized test score has all gone higher. So to give you an understanding, uh, five years back, getting a 1500, getting a 33 out of 36 in ACT, you know, SAT and ACT, both mm -hmm. the scores I've given, used to be a very rare occasion where mm -hmm. Only 10% of the student could cross that margin. This score range now has gone. Approximately 30 to 40% of the students are already marking a score higher than 1500 in SAT. Mm -hmm. 
or a 33-hour Bini city. Now, looking into this, as well as the pandemic has pushed in the grade boundary up. Earlier, if you look into school academic score, there was approximately, you know, 5 to 10% of the student marking of a 90% score. Right now, this has gone up to, you know, approximately 25 to 30% of the students are scoring above 90% in the school exam. So, academics has become rigorous, as well as standardized test has become rigorous. Now, if you look from a college perspective, in order to select a student, now the ground categories which is helping them differentiate between the students are almost the same. So we will have to provide some upper edge of comparison. Having said that, there are a couple of schools which has mandate. That is, if you are applying to engineering courses or science major, you cannot apply to this school without having a certain number of APs. There are a wide set of these criterias which we look into as in while we are having a discussion with the parents and student and then help them select the course. Broadly speaking, if you're applying for engineering major, go for physics C. If you're applying for physics major or science major, go for physics 1 and 2. But these are very qualitative right now, the, the finalization of AP courses are very qualitative as well as quantitative criteria combined together. Now, you know, just putting it forward in like, you know, simplest statements, it won't be possible. But if any of the listeners, if, if they feel like they need help in figuring out which APs they must go for, definitely they can reach out to us and we will help them select what particular AP should they go ahead with. Okay, so uh, since you mentioned about the timeline, uh, so my next question is uh, on that basis. Uh, when should a student ideally start preparing for AP Physics? Like, is it different for uh, Physics C or is it different for 1 or 2? Uh, like, starting their preparation for AP. And how should they plan their test timeline? Sure. <clears throat> you know, AP Physics 1 and 2 preparation somewhere takes closer to 3 to 4 months of time. Mm -hmm. With basically one class or maximum two class per week frequency. So, the engagement is somewhere closer to 3 to 5 hours per week for three to four months. Physics C takes the same amount of time, but the difference here is the grasping ability of a student. If you already have a good understanding of 9th and 10th grade level physics, you're good to get started with physics 1 and 2. And let's say if you achieve this criteria in 9th grade, you're thought of with 9th and 10th grade worth of physics content, you can pick up a physics paper when you're moving from 9th to 10th grade. But ideally, one of the physics exam can be done when the student is moving from 10th to 11th grade, can be physics 1, can be physics C mechanics, depending upon uh, how well you have prepped yourself for the physics related content, as in just the prerequisite. I'm not talking mm -hmm. about the physics C or physics 1 content actual. Mm -hmm. And when moving from 11th grade to 12th grade, student can attempt physics 2 or physics C electricity and magnetism. Mm -hmm. This is the most uh, you know, uh, widely accepted or you see most of the student going ahead with this particular timeline. Mm -hmm. But in my experience, I have seen students as early as even 8th eighth grade or ninth grade appearing for a physics subject. It all depends on how much you know and how much we can teach you to reach to a 5 out of 5 state. Okay, so uh, does the level of difficulty uh, different if we talk about a CBSE student or an ICSE student or an IB board student? Does the level of difficulty is different for the students? Uh, definitely, yes. So mm -hmm. when we look into CBSE and IEC content, 
they are very parallel parallel in terms of the fragments of question so ap's as the exam and the question type the frqs primarily are not just based on one concept rather it includes multiple concepts together okay. whereas cbse and isc have the same nature of question Mm-hmm. that is the derivation based or proving based uh you know but with one difference that is cbse and ic does not focus on application based questions mm-hmm. whereas ap's are primarily based on application based questions but the nature of question are quite parallel cbse and ic are based on just one concept at a time whereas ap's combine multiple concepts together okay. now this was categorization or basically similarities and difference between cbse ic mm-hmm. and ap whereas a student in ib they have relatively easier concepts but more of application based learning hence when we compare ap and ib the application based question criteria remain same mm-hmm. as in they are quite parallel but the concepts have to be dived way deeper when we are moving or when we are also considering taking ap being in ib mm-hmm. so this is the wider uh, you know differentiation or the wider difference or similarities between the curriculums and ap okay cool so since you are in physics bro so how hard or how tough would you rate uh, preparing for ap and taking ap's you know it's not at all tough first of all we recommend only student who have achieved good academics in 9th 10th and if you are taking it a bit later so in 11th grade to step into ap's mm-hmm. so it's not like everyone is asked or requested or you know everyone should appear for ap's mm-hmm. it's like if you are already a good hold in school academics if your standardized test that is ict and ect is already going with good flow or you have already received a good score Mm-hmm. talking about if you are in sat or 1450 plus mm-hmm. if you are in ect somewhere closer to 32 and above if you are already lying in that zone then you should think of taking or appearing for ap's so having said this if the students they are already going doing good in academics and standardized test it proves their learning ability or learning curve is very steep mm-hmm. so starting from that point it's not very tough and hence i men- as i mentioned approximately 30 hours to 40 hours is the amount of time it requires for a student to get done with any of the ap in physics oh. and having seen our track record in in terms of scores which we have received for ap physics students uh you know basically these are sufficient number of efforts required or hours required good so this will be our last question to you what are some general tips that you would like to recommend to the students that are listening for particularly ap uh you know rather i'll limit my your suggestion and recommendation to physics sure. itself sure you know whenever you are working in uh, ap content for physics make your learning question that is concepts plus question based don't rely on covering up all the concepts first and then diving into questions so fragment the content into as many parts as possible if the number of units are 7 fragment the concept listing into 35 cover one concept along with its question concept number 2 along with its question as you go ahead let's say 
your fragmented unit one into five concepts. Once you cover all of these five concepts together, combine the unit as in now your unit is ready. Then solve at least 50 MCQs and 10 FRQs for this particular unit before you move ahead. I have seen most of the students that they start working more in, uh, you know, academic or more of CBSE and ISC aligned methodology. That is, they keep on starting unit to unit, unit to unit, mm -hmm. and start taking full length test once they are done with all the units together. This strategy does not work well in EPs. You have to fragment the content into smaller portion and just keep on achieving one such concepts at a time. If you go ahead this way, getting a good score is guaranteed. And if you need definitely any, if, if you need any help, we are there to provide the support. That's very true. So on that note, we will end this podcast. We hope that this podcast has helped you solve your AP physics questions to a lot. <laughs> and if you have any more questions, you can DM us or comment down below. Uh, we'll see you in the next one. Bye bye. Take care.